This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in Taco Tuesday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams, along with Jake Myers, as usual. Aaron Lopez is in with us. Ayla, what's up, bro? What's going on, fellas? Uh, we got a good one today. Lil's going to hang out with us for this pod today. He was hanging around the studio today, so we forced him in here to do the pod with us. Um, you know, we're Tuesday's always like a comeback down to earth, you know, off a win or a, or a loss where you're like, well, life's worth living again, you know, I guess, even after a Broncos loss. It sucked. Um, well, not after this loss because now the Broncos' playoff hopes are all but zero, maybe. Oh, 5%. We ran these. Might numbers. as well be zero. I mean, bro, we ran this, these numbers. This team is done. This, there's no way that the Broncos are gonna win out again, though. Just like we've said, though, Alo. I don't know if you so check this. We said I should have said this in the show, but just when you've buried the Broncos this season, they've come back with a big win and put themselves again in position to playoff contend. Then, when they have a big game that will catapult them and put them up into that playoff um, mix. They fall flat on their faces. They fall. They fall flat. So it's. I told Jake it would j- be just like these Broncos to win this game, be eight and seven, move from thirteen right now up to nine or ten, and then get us talking about beating the Chargers again, going to nine and seven, which would then, if the Chiefs keep winning, set up a meaningless game that the Chiefs would not put. Patrick Mahomes or Tyree Kill or anybody who was worth a you know a, a damn out there during that last regular season game because it wouldn't matter to them and the Broncos can go get a freebie and somehow get to ten wins. Sounds crazy. You're the king of wishful thinking. That's man. true. We know it. It's possible, highly unlikely. Okay, well that's true. But okay. I hope you're right. I mean, as a Broncos fan, do you fan, hope yeah. we're right? Okay. I, why, okay. Why would I want us to miss the playoffs? Well, because so you're you like pissed. You? Some fans are like pissed. Oh, and I'm angry. pissed, but I don't want. Wish bad upon my team. I want them to still succeed. Yeah. Whoever's coaching and playing. Even if it if Fangio gets them into the playoffs and George Payton's like, you know what? I'm gonna give Fangio another shot. He made the playoffs. He he improved this team, you know, four or five wins. And is that what we really want here in Broncos country? It's not about know. it's like if there's if they find a real head so coach. You're rooting for tanking? Well, no, if they find another head coach there listen, there's a lot of other head coaches out there. One of the reasons and the jobs of becoming the general manager it's like it's like your duty to bring in your own guys your own coach that is part of it there's there's very few very handful of times where you know the whoever's running the spurs now is just gonna let Popovich coach as long as Popovich wants to fucking coach you know what I mean like that's what it is you know so it's almost a, like the duty of a new general manager to bring in his own head coach. You do it. You do it. Oh yeah. I would do it, and I expect George Payton to do it as well. So you know, um, it was a year of like, let's bring this back and see what we could do with this. George Payton didn't get you know got the job at a time where do you fire Fangio right then and. Bring in a head coach. What kind of head coaching search would have been done at that moment rather than maybe George Payton's been doing a head coaching search for the last year? 
Oh, oh, yeah. Laying the groundwork down maybe for a guy, a certain guy, a particular guy who's already talked to guys for a staff and all that kind of stuff. Acting hasty is no recipe for success. And George Payton really hasn't done that. He hasn't acted hasty at all. No. Not by drafting a quarterback at number nine overall. One in field who has not looked good to me this season. Straight up has not. The numbers would say, well, he's been fair. (coughs) The Bears were a playoff team last year. I thought they'd be somewhat of the same this year with Justin Fields. So um, whether he could be a great player or not, I'm not going to go either way on that. It's still out there to be seen. And then Mac Jones, I do not think Mac Jones in New England, led by the greatest offensive coordinator in professional football history and Josh McDaniels, maybe, along with the greatest head coach in football history, it would be doing the same thing here in Denver. I don't think that Max Jones would be doing the no, same thing no, here. No, he would not. Okay? Absolutely so not. So it's and, like, if that's the case, then there was two guys to take, Parsons or Sertan, and they took and you Sertan. Missed. Well, Damn no, it. that's not a miss. Parsons <laughs> is better than Sertan. Listen, Parsons is going to win right Defensive Rookie of the Year, and that's going to be a, another miss for the Denver Broncos. Listen, do you know what? In two years from now, Micah Parsons could be asking for the richest contract a defensive player's ever got. He could have some attitude problems, drama, all this kind of stuff. He could, you know, you never know what he's... Right now, he's fantastic. He's a defensive player of the year candidate, not just a, a rookie of the year right. uh, candidate. Uh, but, like, you know... Let's. I need three, two or three years of these guys to, before I'm like. It's, I'm not saying we. I don't think we missed on, on no, Parsons because Sertan's still good. They're just one one A or one one A B being. Yeah, Parsons is way better, but Sertan is not that bad. We didn't miss. It well, wasn't a bust. We've talked about it before. It's like. Micah Parsons seems like such a stat stuffer. He's doing everything. It's how you value, like, was the, you know, well, the Champ Bailey took away one whole, you know, 40% of the field. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so Sertan does that. It's it, it has, you know, no interceptions and only the ball thrown his way a few times that day. It seems like he wasn't on the stat sheet and wasn't involved with the game because Micah Parsons had a sack and a half and seven tackles. It seemed like he was all over the place. However, like what Champ Bailey did for the Broncos was help make some of those average Broncos teams like the Plumber team help them go to a Super Bowl. Almost. Sorry, an AFC Championship game. Help them go to AFC Championship because of what he did there. You know what I mean? So it's like... True. I I can't say one's more valuable than the other. If I could pick one right now today, I'd take Micah Parsons. Of course, he's been fucking insane. He's been been great. But also, Patrick Sertan's lived up to all the billing. And yeah, he um, and he's just a young guy going against number one receivers and stuff like that. It's a hard job. I I misspoke. You know, they didn't miss on... Sertan, I would have just rather had Parsons. And that's oh, okay. Listen, yeah. pa- Parsons might go on to superstardom. And Sertan might just be a good player. And you would call that a miss. That it's a miss. When you're passing on a guy who is you know, going to the Hall of Fame. Is Sertan going to the Hall of Fame? I mean, he's in the Hall of pretty good right now. That's, you know, we're like, yeah. we're not close. We're not there yet. So we did, some things have to play out. I remember when we used to talk about Alo, um, who's better, Alden Smith or Von Miller? Well, Von Miller is going to the Hall of Fame. It's one of the greatest defensive players of all time. And Alden Smith is in jail again. (laughs) And, like, had a domestic and had all the gun stuff. And it's, like, uh, one of the biggest messes in NFL history. And I remember there was a time through three years or four years or we're talking about that next contract – 
uh, same amount of sacks, same amount of tackles for loss, pressures, all that kind of stuff. We're like, which one's better? Well, you know, Vaughn had his own drama too. Vaughn tried to pay off the P-test guy. <laughs> Vaughn had the little domestic thing here that went away. He had a, Vaughn's had a handful of things too. But Vaughn, you know, um, Vaughn was hanging out the gun place with, uh, you know, Derek Wolf and some other guys a little bit too much, I thought, for, you know, for a young guy to be worried about. If you're getting your, taking care of your business, all that kind of stuff don't matter. I heard you guys talking about some stuff on the break that it's like, you know, you can live your life and do things you want to do. If you show up for work on time, taking care of your family and doing things, doing the right things. When one thing becomes, you know, gets in the way of another, that's when you got to re reevaluate your circumstances in life and love. So, um, right. And coming out of college, Micah Parsons you know, personality and off the field issues were the big red flag. And maybe down the road, those flare up again. And he has an incident. I guess know. back to Who what knows? we were talking about like 10 minutes ago, George Payne hasn't rushed anything yet, including, including we know that there was a lot of smoke on draft night when Aaron Rodgers, well, you know, Mark slur said he's going to be, you know, about this close to being a deal. I believe that that's true, but I believe the, it getting done was, you know, Broncos, you have to throw in this extra, this to get this done. You know it's out there. And the asking price was probably exorbitant already. And that's just a thought. They could have got cold feet, but also it could have been the Broncos. I would have had to go to like a fourth first round pick or something that they just weren't willing to do. That George Payton felt like that's just a little bit too much. We're talking to Aaron's people. He don't want to fucking be there. He's will go back was last year and we're already laying the groundwork down for, you know, he has the Broncos playbook type of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm serious for laying the groundwork down for next year. That's the patience that I think I want my journal manager to have. Okay. I think, but also, um, I'm a willer and I'm a dealer. Okay. I've bought collections and flipped them. I've, um, I was a dude I saw. Um, lives in Colorado Springs. We met in Castle Rock. I made him come to Castle Rock. And I bought a collection of football autographs, cards, okay? And I've had Lombardi cut out, had everything in it. It was about $18,000 worth of stuff that I wrote him Dang. a check for, for $10,000 in the parking lot of Walmart in Castle Rock, right? Okay. I took it, listen, I took it to all C's. I took it about, about four or $5,000 worth of just bangers, bangers, cherry picked it, boom, 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 okay? Might've put a couple other little things in there. Took it to all C's. I think I got 12000 from it for them. Dang. And then so, like, that deal, though, he was like, oh, I'll do this deal, but you got to meet me at Castle Rock right now. Like, right now it's got to go down because i got two other guys. You know what I mean? Or it's like, Dan, there's been times, like, I used to hit the estate sales and stuff like that before I had little kids. And, like, because I liked old, like, Americana signage, Coca-Cola signs and stuff like that. Like, you know, like old comic books, you never know what you're going to find. I used to go hunting doing that stuff. Now there's the American Pickers, Mike and Frank. They ruined it for everybody <laughs> because now everyone's got a, a booth at the Brass Armadillo and there's a reseller. And now there's 50 guys like me driving out to Elbert County and trying to be there at 5 or 6 a.m. to be the first one to go kick around and, you know, uh, dig around in an old barn. Right. Um, so it's like sometimes my point is timing is everything too sometimes. And I hope George Payton has the courage and the balls to pull a big deal that might, you know, Alo, if you wanted to go, you work hard. Um, say it's like, you know, like me, I have kids. 
if I like, I'm pulling suckers off the sticky suckers off the carpet of the car. If I had a brand new car and bring the kids in the car, the first spill, I'd just lose my fucking mind. Okay, so like every car I have is like has sixty or seventy thousand miles on it, and I go pay eight or ten or twelve thousand cash for it, or I'll try to work something out, a little something here at the station with the you know something like that, because that's just how I always operate. I don't want to have car payment. I, you know, I'm good about that. I don't have car payment stuff. And I don't, like, I don't need a new car. But there will be a time in my life, when my kid's a little bit bigger, where I'm going to roll in and get, like, a new F-150 or something like that. I'm going to do it. But I also know the price. The, it, it's, a, it's a cost. It's a certain cost. When you drive out, it's going to say 0000000001. You're going to see that first mile take off, and you're like, wow, what the experience that must be, you know? We bought one car one time. R- Rochelle and I did. One car one time. Um, and we still have it, that car. It's worth, we bought a brand new for almost 30,000. It's worth like 3,800 now in the garage. We don't drive it. But <laughs> since we bought it new, it's like, we know every crack and crevice about the freaking car. It's right. like, how could you ever get rid of it? We know it's a good car, you know? But yeah. it was like, um, the price. We're like, that's kind of dumb. We should have done this. We knew right away, kind of. You know what I mean? But also there's that time when you got to go big and pay the price. And Aaron Rodgers. The going back and forth is forever. And Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, I think that's that time. And the Broncos have been waiting and they've been looking and searching for uh, another franchise quarterback for half a decade now. And it's time for somebody else to take okay. range of this franchise. Well, let's talk about those guys, two guys in sp- specifically since we have Alo here. And he's not a big fan of Russell Wilson's. No, I'm not. He's not a big fan of his. I'll let you explain yourself a little bit. But um, also I want to talk about the team's. Other than the Broncos and the Saints and the Giants, theoretically, that are looking for quarterbacks that could be in the market for one of those two guys to take them off of the table. Because just like anything in sports, right? Oh, this team's rumored. This team's rumored. And it's another team that was like nowhere to be rumored. You know, Odell Beckham was like, what's three teams is it going to be? It was the Rams. No off everyone's radar. Yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) like, um, okay. Why no Russell Wilson? Well... I mean, he's not a bad quarterback by any means. He's successful. Mm-hmm. He's proved himself more than once in this league. He's a Super Bowl winner. I just think he's past his prime. He was a good mobile quarterback who could throw on the run. Now that he's getting a little bit older, gained a little bit of weight, have a couple injuries here and there, he doesn't move the way he used to. Mm. He's becoming more of a pocket quarterback. And he's not that good of a pocket quarterback because that's not who he was or who he is because of his height and who he Do you know what, when I think life. of Russell Wilson at his best, it's like... Step into the pocket, pat, 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 take a little roll out of the pocket, like a quiet roll out of the pocket, and then a step into a big throw, and that's how he hits. It's that, like, little bit of movement and manipulation, I guess you would call it, around the pocket. Like, Tom's like, step, 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 look around, and just deliver. Some guys are, like, panicky, get out of the pocket, right? Like, Mahomes wants to, like, panic right away. and he, But he can do anything uh, physically. Russell Wilson's, like, at his best a little bit. Being slightly mobile, you know, being slight, not elusive, not fast, not a great runner of the football. Just extend the play. Just the, uh, extend the play because, like, like uh, I, I always said, like, when it never made sense that like, Big Ben is so big. Like, standing in the middle, right in the middle of the offensive-defensive line as it's, like, closing in around him. And he's a big fucking, like, a statue. Yeah, he's just, like, gliding around the pocket while – not looking to tuck the ball and run down the field, never, while still looking down the field to, like, make um, a play down the field. Now it's caught up with him. He's not doing – he's taking hits now. You see it. But it's like that's a 
that's a talent. That was the comp I was going to make. Russell that's Wilson is three to five years away from being Ben Roethlisberger minus the size, minus the arm. So you're saying that what you'll get out of Russell, what you'll get out of Aaron Rodgers at this point will be more than what you would get out of Russell Wilson, knowing you theoretically you'd get two or three more years of Russell Wilson. Yeah, exactly. I That's think what you're saying. I'd rather have three good years with Rodgers opposed to five, five years sh- of shitty not, average years with listen, Wilson. Is he? Is this any of this? Rubbing None of this you. shit is sticking to, for me. Well, listen, he, I, I, I disagree completely. I'm telling you a little bit of. I'm letting him. Listen, I, I, listen, I think I I know better. I think, and what I mean by that is like, I got to take into account the state of the team. Their owner died a couple years ago. It's got a new owner. It's the same group, but it's a different man owning the team now. Um, Pete Carroll's one of the, he might be the oldest coach in the NFL. One of the three oldest. It's uh, um, Fangio, Belichick, and Pete Carroll. Three oldest, oldest, okay? So there's something to, you know, um, the Darren Bevels and Dan Quinn's, all these great coordinators that Russell Wilson was kind of playing with. Those guys are all been on other teams now, a couple other teams. <clears throat> so I would say for Russell Wilson, it's just not as good as it once was there. What Russ Aaron Rodgers has going for him is the young, hotshot, good-looking stud head coach. Is the excellent complement of offensive talent. Two running backs, the best receiver in the league, and then Lazard and Valdez Scantling, guys who are like gritty gutties. And a um, uh, little bit of tight end. He never goes a lot of tight end, but a little bit of t- Runyon. T- uh, Tunyon? Tunyon is out for the season. Okay, don't, you know, you, way to take the air out of my sail. Um, no, uh, he, you know, um... You see in the interaction they have with the floor, uh, the relationship him and Rodgers have. It's not a real floor issue that they have. It's a franchise issue or a general manager issue that they have. And then their defense is like their. I call it the no name defense. Jacobs always telling me all these you know players off their defense. Their defense is pretty good. It's like yeah. the Saints defense. You know, it's like they they will show up every other game and help win that game. They're pretty good. They'll win. Uh, 16-7 game. I, you know, if he, they've had a couple wins under 20 points where he didn't go light it up. That's a defensive win there. So um, Aaron has a lot more going for him in Green Bay than Russell has going for him in Seattle. I would say to you back. But I would – one thing that you said is plays true to some of my theories on sports that, you know, I got – 20 things I say over and over again on the radio. Like that might, that's like, that's, that's what I do. You know, it's the same 20 things, but I think they account for some way, some shape and form. Like, uh, they all kind of stick and hit every situation imaginable. I mean, like, you know, it just, so Elway and Peyton at 37 was like, they were running on fumes. We saw it with our own eyes, had nothing left. Elway had to cry at that last. We we're like, come back. Let's go through Elway left. Going for a third straight Super Bowl win to retire. Talent, one of the most talented teams in NFL history. No young punk fucking like overpaid, you know, the John Mobley. Remember John Mobley? Yeah. Was a rookie who made big fucking plays for the Broncos in his rookie year as they're winning championships. All these veteran guys. John Elway left that on the table because he knew, I think he knew deep down, like, I just can't do it. I don't want to go embarrass myself. I'm tapped. 
You know, Peyton too. I mean, like they shut Peyton down in the middle of the season. Peyton wasn't hurt. He was had nothing fucking left to give. And I think Gary Kubiak knew that if he was going to help me win a Super Bowl later, I got to shut this guy down and completely and let this arm and shoulder and the neck that he had stapled back on and all this stuff like heal up to go try to win a couple few playoff games and make a, a, a I think that was Gary Kubiak's plan all along now his master plan and it helped when Brock was getting it done for the three or four or five games that he helped us that we really needed to win along the way we needed it Brock's um, ring is worthy and well-deserved. That's a well-deserved ring for yeah, Brock, you know? Um, no matter what happened after all the other shit, you know, Brock earned that ring, and we needed Brock. Um, whether anyone's like, oh, that defense is so good, he could have won with anybody. Eh, I disagree with that. There's a lot of guys who could have lost you some games there mm -hmm. and changed Easy. the course of history there. So um, my point is some guys back in our day, Alo's day, Jake, you little young whippersnapper. Yeah. Guys, like, when they were 33 and 34 years old, 35, you're like, well, that's it. Great career, so you old bastard. You know, kind of <laughs> see you later. That. We're shutting you. You know, it just it's with it's the modern body. It's the Brady technology, effect. the the supplements, the the what people and you know have done in sports science to extend careers. It's happening modern science right before our eyes. Also, I mean, damn, Tom Brady's dad. It's like what a goofus. You know what I mean? It's like. Like a goof, like Mr. Magoo, like it ain't like it wasn't like uh, James Bond or like Pierce Brosnan or like uh, Tom Brady's dad wasn't like Sean Connery. He was just a guy, right? You know, just a guy. So Tom Brady is just lucky. That's just the way God made him. But also Giselle with the whatever the supermodels do to keep them, you know, supermodel like. <laughs> Tom's been able to implement that and extend his football career because of that. I really believe all those oh, things yeah. is a culmination of all those things. So, again, Drew Brees, other than Brett Favre, I mean, not Brett Favre, he's 37, 38, washed too. Other than Brees, Brady is the only guy who played into his 40s and, like, could do it, worth a damn, and that's it. Every other guy, 30s, couldn't break through the 30s. Even though some guys were very successful late in their 30s. Tom, Peyton, Elway, right. Aaron Rodgers. And uh, Breeze. I mean, Rogers just, just won an MVP at 37. So, like, what's it mean? What's, like, is there, do I have it in conclusion? I don't. It's, like, goes to some of what you're saying. It goes to some of what you're saying and just to what some of the stuff I got in my own head of, like, I would take either guy and I would not complain about it. I really honestly, truly, madly, deeply believe that you can win the Super Bowl with one of those guys. Okay. I, I believe that. On the come up here the next year, like, I mean, it's like we'll be taking the league by storm, you know? Um, I think the Broncos have got a lot to offer. I think the Broncos have a lot to offer. And I'm going to do a quick Jack King shout out. I want you guys to think about some other teams that the Broncos could lose Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson to, other than the Saints. I'm, I'm taking the Saints off the table. Um, okay. I mean, there'll be players in this thing, but how many quarterbacks? I mean, they, I think they bring back Jameis. I think they might have liked what they had going with Jameis, to be honest with you. And they're financially obligated to Taysom Hill. So how do you make both of those work? By paying Jameis a little bit. And then getting Tyson Hill in there, what they're paying ten million equals one quarterback to them. Saints are off the board. Okay, um, think about it. I want to mention DraftKings? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NBA. We've been hooking up people here, Jake, all season long on the NFL front with these cool NFL promos that um, DraftKings has presented and hooked our listeners up with. 
But this one's an NBA one because of, uh, you know, we turn the corner here, turn the page, the second half of the NBA season, the new year is when you can get serious about the NBA, and it starts with the big Christmas Day games. So right now, new customers can bet $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious, okay? That's put a little jingle jingle in your pocket, you know? Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get in on the Christmas spirit with a holiday free bet surprise. No one's ever heard one place doing this, Jake, okay? But everyone will get a free bet up to $50 instantly, okay? As DraftKings gives away up to $10 million in free prizes. Safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MHS. Bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code MHS this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling prom call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, guys. What did you come up with? So the first team that really comes to mind, and we even talked about their quarterback, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Big Ben on the way out. They have a solid defense. Every every year they a have great a great receiving defense. group. Chase, a young, Clay, talented running back. Yep, and you got Mike Tomlin as your head coach. Yeah. So um, a lot of good I reasons. I think they're a vi- very viable candidate. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing is they're in Pittsburgh. Uh, there's few knocks. There's the knocks. The knocks are they're not ones to ever make a guy the highest paid player in right. position in his you know his position. That's what it would take. And they hardly ever um, mortgage the future. So I don't know if you're going to be able to trade if they're going to want to trade away all their I assets would say for you don't know their philosophy of we're going to start over here with the young quarterback to go along with these young receivers. That might be a philosophy of theirs. Um, and you don't know if a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers wants to go step into like someone else's old secondhand, you know, stuff without letting, you know, Ben Roethlisberger get away from it a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like you know, some, you don't want to step into like a no lose Situ or a no win situation. I mean, um, so pros and cons. I think they have a lot to offer. I put them up there pretty high. Give me one, Alo. Um, I think in possibly Washington. Okay, mm. there's really they have a lot of talent around them. Mm-hmm. They have a decent record considering they've been hit hard with injuries. They don't have a quarterback. They, have they got a, very a great good, head coach. Yeah, they got two good running backs. They have a great wide receiver. So I think biggest oh, thing not going for them. Is that they're, they're in the they're, NFC? They're the Redskins. It's that well that the Redskins won, you know, and that they're in the NFC too. Ron Rivera could probably talk a guy into coming and trying to make some history here. Do you know there's something too? If Russell Wilson's looking for something really splashy, something that will really like he's about brand. Who's gonna help his brand the most? That's why the Giants are scary. Because right. of the New York brand. But also you know, you have to like Elway or I'm sorry, Eli was never like a superstar in the NFL, but he was because of his personality. He should have been bigger winning two Super Bowls in New York. Absolutely. He could have been bigger. He could have cashed in on that way, way, way more than he did. Victim of his own personality and just who he is. You know, guys, Eli's one of like the 10 highest paid players in NFL history. Most, um, you know, money accumulated over his career um, contractually. Um, NFC, I think they they would want to keep... Definitely Aaron Rodgers out of the NFC. Um, Russell Wilson, not so sure about that. But Russell Wilson to go to wa- a place like Washington that has incredible tradition that you'd, you'd rekindle and light a fire under all of the old 
Hogs fans. They won three <laughs> Super Bowls in the 80s with three different quarterbacks. Think about that. For anyone who's like, never, well, you don't have to have the quarterback to win. It's always about the superstar quarterback. No one ever brings up the argument of the the um, Redskins in the 80s who had like a lot of the same talent around three different quarterbacks who they won Super Bowls with. That's the ultimate, yeah. like, you know, Teddy Bridgewater tried to, you know, um, Nick Foles type of, con- you know. It's a uh, different, different kind of, It is. It is. It is. But I'm just surprised you don't ever hear guys throw that around True. as part of an argument to, you know, because there's two out of ten or three out of ten guys who think it's not about the quarterback, it's about the team around. No, it's about the fucking quarterback. Right. Yeah, but uh, Russell Wilson win, winning in Washington, starting a new legacy and fan base there, too, would that, you know, that would be big monumentous. for his brand. Yeah. And that division, too. Right. Mm, and also it'll bring them other players in from around the league yeah. that want to play with them that were hesitant because it's Washington. Totally. And now they're like, oh, well, he's playing. Let's go. Get a couple of, you know, stragglers who want to come with you from Seattle, you know. I think another team that could, you know, be viable to get Aaron Rodgers or uh, Russell Wilson would be the Cleveland Browns. I think maybe they 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 wow. think Baker Mayfield's done, and wow. they might wow. offer Baker in a trade along with some of their other draft capital or some some throw some players in there. Who knows? I think I think the Browns would be a nice. That's destination. very interesting. Another team that I thought of, but they don't have a lot going for them. Like there's not really a good team around them. Would be the Atlanta Falcons because Matt Ryan mm-hmm. is on his last leg, but they yeah. don't have no offensive weapons except for Patterson. They don't. Their defense is horrible, but they have a, a really nice what, fan base, a really nice stadium. What are the Dolphins doing? I think they have a lot to offer. I think a quarterback would want to play there. The conditions be beautiful all the time. Um, I, I think that that Brian Flores is a good coach. Um, they have talent there. They're seven and seven. If they find their way back to the playoffs, back from the dead, that'd be one of the most incredible fucking comeback stories in NFL history. I like. I think they have a chance to make the playoffs. Like I look at the rest of their schedule. They're riding a tidal wave. I want to go look if it's plus five hundred or something for them to make the playoffs. A little something like that. You know, it can't be that good at this point. But um, I think the Dolphins have a lot going for them. Anyone else? Hmm. I'm trying to think of AFC teams because I really don't think either one of these guys uh, or either one of these teams wants to trade their franchise quarterback within their own conference. The Texans? I thought about them a little bit. But they have such nothing, Deshaun drama that. There's nothing around them either. No. Yeah. They have Brandon Cooks and that's it. It's a big city. Houston's like one of the biggest cities in the country. That's I've always thought the Texans, if you win there, it's one of the untapped, like, will become a huge brand in the NFL if they were to really win and win, uh, like, over the top win. You know, before. You know, the the draft, the Raiders were on Rodgers' radar, supposedly. But now with Henry Ruggs out and oh, all they're John Gruden gone. The Gruden might have been what was appealing to him. Right. You know, an offensive mind like that. Um, I don't see any other kinda it. Maybe the know, Colts. kind of it. The Colts. Carson nah. Wentz is garbage. And I think that. They might think he'll be better after one more year. The they might think he's just enough for If you them. plug in Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers to that team, they win the Super Bowl. No doubt in my mind. What if these two jerks screw up everything for all of us and they just do a flip-flop and Wilson goes to Green Bay and Roger goes <laughs> to Seattle and we're just sitting here with our dicks in our hands? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Other than that, the Bears are pot committed. Uh, the Vikings are g- just good enough now to bring Kirk Cousins back. The Panthers, um, I don't Maybe. think they know what's good for them. I don't think they know it's good for them. They're in on Cam, the Darnold thing, the Bridgewater thing before. I mean, like, I don't yeah. think they can get out of their own way. Falcons are somewhat interesting. Saints are viable. Sean Payton is yeah. the 
um, that fan base, the dome. Um, Kamara. Michael Thomas, maybe if he comes yeah, back washed, eventually. Washed. Is there a possibility either one of those guys land in Las Vegas? And I hope not. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, don't I don't see that. I mean, like, Aaron Rodgers is 38. You know, we thought he was 36 or 37. I think we wanted him to be. I think when, you know, we've done it on the show for probably months, Jake, where we're like, oh, well, he's 36, 37. Today we finally had to look. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers is 38, I think it was a little bit like, time's running out. We better get this fucking thing, you know, going here. You know? So I'll take either guy. And if not, I want, like, Kyle Pickett or one or two other, only about two other quarterbacks in the draft. And if it's not for those five guys, I swear to God, guys, get me Teddy back for another year. Uh, I, listen, yeah. Halo, I don't want it. I just I don't gave want you either, but six I'll... other girls that I'd rather have sex with. And But, you know, I still want to have sex. So if it's, like, the seventh <laughs> or eighth girl, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, like, maybe not a perfect comp or analogy, but, like, Bro, after that, then we're in Garoppolo, Derek Carr territory. That's it. That's, that's, where, that's where we're at. That's not nice. That's not nice. Okay, anything else? I'm tapped. You good? Yeah, I think we got this. Hey, Lo, thanks for doing the podcast with us. We appreciate it. Hey, uh, Lo, up-and-coming media guy here around town, as well as Jake. I always tell everyone, um, you know, the... One of the biggest stars in Denver Radio. Jake and Alo are the next great stars of Denver Radio. So have a good uh, little Taco Tuesday here. We'll be back tomorrow. Do another pod. We'll do a Thursday and a Friday as well. And then, you know, it's the Christmas break here. And we'll be back on Monday. Maybe with the Broncos victory and an eight and six win. And maybe some losses from the teams in front of them. And the Broncos moved up to ten. And, you know, if they beat the Chargers, they will move to eight. I mean, like, also, those are a lot of ifs there. If my aunt had a wiener, Jake, she'd be my uncle. Right. She wouldn't be my aunt because she'd have a wiener. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, nowadays. Modern technology Possibly. and science does throw that off these <laughs> yeah. days. That analogy works better 10 years ago when I used to use that 10 right. years ago. But, um, yeah, man, so we'll see. You know, we'll let it ride out. We'll see what happens. There's two football games tonight. Let's watch them. We'll talk about it tomorrow. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night. Good night.